welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your afternoon is off to a fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including some Major League Baseball. The All-Star Game was last night. There are no games today. And did you know, as an American sports fan, the ESPY Awards will be on TV tonight in particular for one very specific reason. It is the only day, July 10th, in the 2019 calendar year where none of the major professional leagues that we follow at the highest level, and of course, it's off-season for college athletics. No big college football, college basketball, college baseball games are being played either. It is the only day of the calendar year where no such actual sporting events are happening. Now, baseball gets back at it tomorrow to continue the usual flow of TV products and perhaps you get there in person from time to time. We'll celebrate the ESPY Awards there tonight in L.A. We'll talk MLB leftovers. The AL won again. Pitcher Shane Bieber, no relation, of Cleveland was named the MVP. He struck out the side in his only complete inning. The hometown hero for Cleveland fans there at Progressive Field last night. A good time was had by almost all. Some did not like the mic'd up players, or in one instance, Joe Buck talking in the ear of the Braves' Freddie Freeman while he was in the batter's box. Now, at least Joe stopped talking while the ball was on the way from Justin Verlander's hand to home plate. He stayed quiet that long, at least. Freddie struck out in that at bat. But frankly, I don't think the microphone interruption had anything to do with that. It was far more the filthy work of Justin Verlander, an all-star in his own right. We'll get to some NBA today in a variety of ways. Seth Greenberg of ESPN will drop by from the NBA's summer league coverage in Las Vegas. There's a big-time celebrity factor there. We can talk winners and losers of free agency. We can talk early impressions from ACC and other guys that we know well making the leap to the pros from the college level. We will talk about the free agency leftovers, if you will. I know some are still lingering out there, but now that free agency is almost entirely over, we'll ask Coach Greenberg and I'll offer some of my own thoughts on the most important developments of basically these last two weeks. If you count the leaks early, and isn't that just evidence of tampering, right? We're actually going to talk about tampering. How can you get a commitment from a guy that you're supposedly not even allowed to talk to yet? That's theoretically, you got to chat first, and then you come to a deal maybe quickly, maybe not. We have sports attorney Dan Lust on the program today. He believes Kevin Durant has maybe the scariest legal case personal injury wise of all time tracy morgan the comedian and actor he is going to be actually the host of the espies tonight the biggest case i've ever seen in terms of a settlement in his case it was a car accident one of the vehicles involved happened to be owned by walmart those are some deep pockets so if you had gotten hit by someone you know without any car insurance your settlement could be only so large no matter how bad your injuries. Well, Tracy Morgan was in really bad shape for quite some time. Walmart has incredibly deep pockets. 
And the best that I know, that Tracy Morgan financial settlement is one of the biggest in that category in the history of our country. Dan Lust, sports attorney, believes that Kevin Durant, if he wants to file a lawsuit against the Golden State Warriors, would have a lawsuit worth perhaps a billion dollars or more. A billion with a B. Now, Tracy Morgan got tens of millions of dollars. A billion with a B is a number I've never seen in this context, but think about it. If the Warriors medical people misled Kevin Durant in a way that he and his officials and representatives can prove, and then based on that bad information, he tried to play, and then he got hurt, and now it's an Achilles issue, and the Achilles comeback is more complicated than even ACLs and all other sports industries almost. Well, if you put all that puzzle together in the legal sense, Dan Lust, sports attorney, he'll drop by hour number two from his law firm in New York City. He believes it could be the scariest legal plaintiff of all time, and he believes that some of Kevin Durant's public comments since leaving the Warriors and signing with the Brooklyn Nets while still recovering from that Achilles injury, he's not even likely to play, remember, this upcoming season. He believes it's an indication that the lawsuit may actually come about. Meanwhile, Dan Lust believes that the NBA has to change its collective bargaining agreement to essentially address the ridiculous nature of what we all know to be tampering. If the rules say you can't talk to somebody until a certain date and then accurate media reports are leaking way before that, well, of course there's tampering going on behind the scenes. It may be the Nets to Durant, maybe Kawhi Leonard to Paul George or somebody else before they signed up with the Clippers. We'll talk with Dan Lust, sports attorney. Second hour, we have Seth Greenberg live from Las Vegas from ESPN in hour number two. We have Katie Peralta dropping by as well. Many of you in our statewide syndicated audience here in North Carolina are familiar with the MLS, Major League Soccer, and its search for its next expansion franchises. If you didn't know, as recently as 15 years ago, 1-5, Major League Soccer had only 10 functioning franchises 15 years ago. And it went through all sorts of growing pains in the 1990s and early 2000s. It now has 24 teams playing already out there on the pitch. And a lot of them are making a lot of money and filling their stadiums. The worst days, the worst bumps in the road are way behind the MLS. And it is climbing the ladder way behind the NFL, of course, way behind the NBA, way behind Major League Baseball, and still behind even others as an American or North American team sport. But it is clearly joining the mix, the neighborhood of the NHL and others, rather than being in the 90s like, are they going to make it or not? That's a much different question. Well, there's 24 teams playing. There's two more already coming on board next year. There's another number 27 coming probably the year after that. At the end of this month at the Major League Soccer All-Star Game, the commissioner is expected to confirm two more franchises. And again, they won't play for a couple years, but that gets you to 28 and 29. Well, long ago, the MLS said, we're going to 30. They didn't slam the door shut on more than 30. But if you're a fan of the NFL or the NHL or the NBA or Major League Baseball, that 30 mark is not at all unusual, right? You might have exactly 30. You might have 32 franchises. The demographics of the United States of America 
and the cities that make up top 25 type markets, well, of course, that's where you're going to look to put your teams in all these biggest sports. Now, there's a lot of variables beyond that, but good old-fashioned population goes a long way toward you at least getting the chance to bid for, in this case, an MLS expansion franchise. Well, as they seem to be on the verge of 29, and they're only going to 30 in the shorter term, who knows after that, do you know that two of the leading contenders for that 30th franchise are right here in the great state of North Carolina. And there is no state, by the way. We have more than 10 million people in our state. Every other state that has that many people or more already has at least one MLS franchise. Some of them have more than that. Well, Katie Peralta has an update today for us. She's from the Charlotte Observer. See her stuff in the News and Observer of Raleigh as well. Business reporter for those publications. Panthers owner David Tepper. He of the $13 billion with a B net worth. One of the 50 wealthiest people on earth, I believe, the last time Forbes did such a ranking. He is behind trying to get the MLS to Charlotte. There are other compelling, interesting, hardworking people trying to get the MLS to Raleigh. Raleigh and Charlotte are two of about half a dozen or so of the best, most interesting expansion franchises or would-be expansion franchises that are at least on the MLS radar. We'll get an update on that during the course of today's show. One more update for you because I have a big article coming out at The Athletic Carolina. You'll also see it in the pages of the ACC Sports Journal and at accsports.com in one form or fashion. Have you ever threatened to change TV providers over access to a sports channel? And how did that turn out if you did? Why do I ask? Because the ACC network launches six weeks from tomorrow. And ongoing discussions are happening with Spectrum slash Charter or Comcast slash Xfinity or the Dish Network, if that's your provider. Those are three of the biggest TV providers in all of the United States. And those three have not yet signed up to carry the ACC network. Now, six weeks is a long time. And if you know how successful the SEC network was at its launch five years ago, you know that on July 10th, 2014, the SEC did not have many people signed up either. So there's no reason for panic. Most of these bigger deals happen late. But one of my questions of the day for you is, have you ever threatened to change TV providers over an issue like this one? Like the Big Ten Network now, long after its launch, I mean, that launched 12 years ago, has pretty good distribution. But it did not have good distribution when it first launched. Does that mean not enough Big Ten Network fans were passionate enough to basically, as Tony Barnhart once told us here on the David Glenn Show, hey, Big Ten fans who can't get the Big Ten Network might place a phone call or send an email. An SEC fan who can't get the SEC Network might threaten to burn a building down. There's a difference there, and it matters. The SEC was the most, most successful launch in the history of these things. And meanwhile, the Pac-12 network, where there are not as many rabid fanatics in support of that college conference, they're stuck on low distribution, and they're seven years after they launched. Question of the day for you as a consumer of sports, have you ever threatened to change TV providers over access to a sports channel? How did that turn out? Did you call if you were an SEC fan? Were you part of that wave 
that maybe motivated some of these providers to sign some of those last-minute deals? I mean, seriously, some of those deals with the SEC Network went down to the day it launched, or even in a few cases, days after it launched, and the providers sometimes only truly negotiated in good faith when they really felt threatened that they were going to lose customers in large numbers if they didn't carry the SEC network. The same dynamics, in many cases, are unfolding right now, roughly six weeks before the August 22nd launch of the ACC network, for you as a consumer. And if you're wondering if your provider carries it, by the way, you can go to getaccn.com. That's the website, G-E-T-A-C-C-N for ACC network, getaccn.com. You can find out not only it, whether or not your provider has already signed up to carry the new channel, uh, but how you can contact them if you would like to lean on them the way the SEC fans did in large numbers. We have a classic sports movie challenge today. Intern Philip, representing Appalachian State University, has the brutally difficult job of following intern Will. Will is in the house again today after his performance on The Sandlot yesterday, where you know how this works. The classic sports movie challenge comes about really only once a month. I mean, once a year for about a month here on the David Glenn Show, we play the audio from one of the 50 greatest sports movies of all time, as you, our statewide listeners, have voted such things. Yesterday, it was Matt in Wilmington, who was not even really a fan of the movie, but just guessed, is that the Sandlot? And he got it right. And yes, he has a cool prize going his way from the DG Show prize closet. Now, intern Will, frankly, should have got a paid month of vacation after his dazzling details performance where he gave us countless things about the Sandlot that even I didn't know as a huge fan of that movie. Philip of App State has a difficult act to follow. He is up to that task. We will play the audio later today. We will give away another prize to someone who can name that movie all this month we will be featuring the Classic Sports Movie Challenge and asking the interns to add some entertainment value with their deep-dive research on these movies. You can find a movie from the 70s, 80s, 90s, in many cases before these guys are born, and they're still going to dig out details that even I didn't know about some of my favorite sports movies of all time. You can jump in on the question of the day if you like. We're going to talk about the MLB, the ESPYs, the U.S. Women's National Team, the MLS in North Carolina, the NBA's post-free agency leftovers, the launch of the ACC Network roughly six weeks away, the classic sports movie challenge. You can jump in on the other side at 1-800-849-2761. The Sandlot yesterday. Another classic sports movie today. More on the ESPY Awards tonight in Los Angeles with Tracy Morgan as the host. Did you know a lot of teams we know well in this part of the country and some athletes we know well in this part of the country are finalists for the awards that will be announced tonight. If you have a favorite ESPY's night speech, maybe Jimmy V from the 1993 debut of even the concept of the ESPYs. That was the first ESPYs, remember, still raising money for the V Foundation in the battle against cancer. We will dig out from the archives the best of Jimmy V's speech, maybe the best of Craig Sager's speech, if that was your favorite, maybe the best of 
Stuart Scott's Espy's Night speech, if that was your favorite. You have a request. It's like the old school pop top 40 DJ. You have a request from the Espy speeches. Darren Vaught is the producer of this program, and we'll dig it from the archives if he can find it there. Katie Peralta on the MLS in the state of North Carolina. Dan Lust, sports attorney, on Kevin Durant's potential lawsuit against the Warriors and the tampering issue involving Kawhi Leonard and a lot of other big names in the NBA. Seth Greenberg, live from Las Vegas, 1-800-849-2761. Do you know where the U.S. women's national team is right now and where they'll be later today? It's one coast to the other on the same day on the calendar, and no, the White House is not involved at all in those celebrations. More on that great story with more of your phone calls, 1-800-849-2761, next on The David Glenn Show. Mr. President Barack Obama, welcome to The David Glenn Show. How are you? David, it's great to be on. It's wonderful to, to talk to the folks in North Carolina. I always say uh, I love the state of North Carolina. Love the people of North Carolina. Even the folks who don't support me down there are nice to me. The David Glenn Show. I couldn't be more proud to be a co-captain with Carly and Alex with this team. Um, it's my absolute honor to lead this team out on the field. Um, there's no other place that I would rather be. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. A little Megan Rapino for you. That's live from New York City from earlier today. The U.S. women's national team is being celebrated there at what's called the Canyon of Heroes. And on the same calendar day, they're going to be celebrated in Los Angeles at the ESPYs. I mean, that's a heck of a flight on a regular day. These women have been partying like rock stars. This parade down New York City was a morning parade. That audio from, what, the last hour or two. The ESPYs are tonight nationally televised on ABC starting at 8 p.m. So they get the Cross America flight tonight. They did Good Morning America, a TV appearance there collectively. That was yesterday. So they are being celebrated by a huge majority of America, even as some are still criticizing various aspects of their accomplishment or Megan Rapinoe or the declining of a White House invitation or the rest of those details. Just to give you some context as we remind you of our question of the day and look forward to our three great guests, Seth Greenberg of ESPN on basketball, college, and pro. He's live at the NBA Summer League in Las Vegas. Dan Lust is a sports attorney who thinks that Kevin Durant has a legitimate $1 billion lawsuit against the Golden State Warriors over the mismanagement of his injury during these past playoffs. Dan drops by from his law office in New York City in hour number two. Katie Peralta will give us the David Tepper is throwing his $13 billion weight. Panthers owner behind Charlotte trying to lure an MLS franchise to the Queen City here in our backyard. Raleigh, of course, is among the other top candidates to lure an MLS expansion franchise. If you didn't know, nowadays the expansion fee for a franchise in Major League Soccer is roughly $200 million. That's before you pay a player, a coach, your staff, your stadium, or anything else. $200 million just to lure an MLS expansion franchise. Obviously, the deep-pocketed David Tepper would have no problem with that. He is pitching, by the way, and this speeds up your candidacy. He is pitching using the stadium that already exists, Bank of America Stadium, which houses his Carolina Panthers. If you're pitching building a new stadium, which is part of the Raleigh pitch, 
Well, the MLS is more skeptical. It's more of a, well, show me, don't tell me. You can tell me about this beautiful new theoretical downtown Raleigh Stadium, but you have political hurdles, parking hurdles, financial hurdles, tax hurdles, and all the rest. It sounds like a great idea on paper, and Raleigh certainly is big enough as a triangle market to support an MLS franchise compared to other markets that already have such things. But Charlotte's even bigger, and Charlotte already has the stadium, and Charlotte right now has much deeper pockets in the form of David Tepper. Katie Peralta, third hour, Dan Lust, sports attorney, and Seth Greenberg of ESPN, second hour. Your phone calls now on the U.S. women's national team and also the question of the day. With the ACC network six weeks away and with these conference-oriented channels, one of the biggest modern-day difference makers financially, if you need to understand why the SEC and the Big Ten make more money by a lot than everybody else, there's not a one-sentence answer, but you can't answer that question without saying the Big Ten network has become a great success. The SEC network has become a great success. Those two leagues are printing money in the proverbial backyard in part because of channels that did not even exist 15 years ago. Big Ten again launched in 2007. The SEC Network was the most successful launch in the history of such things. That was five years ago in August. And it had a lot of subscribers right out of the gate and has 60 million-plus subscribers now. And that is a great number. For example, ESPNU has 60 million or so subscribers. That's a very good number. There's only 90-some million pay TV households in our country anymore. That number used to be higher, but cord cutting, of course, has changed that. Now, Nielsen tells us there are still 120 million TV households in our country. And for a long time, almost all of them, I mean, a huge percentage, had pay TV as part of, if you're a hun- one of those 120 million TV households in the United States of America, that's residential, by the way. That doesn't include bars and restaurants. For a while, it was like 95 plus percent. Well, of course you got pay TV. You either paid for the sports or you paid for HBO or another premium channel or something. You weren't just getting the antenna-style, over-the-air free stuff, except in very small numbers. Well, that's changed. So now 120 million TV households in our country, residential, 90 to 95 million of those are paying for the TV product. The rest are just taking the free stuff. Well, if you're ESPN, you're in almost 90 million homes. But you're not in 100 million plus the way you used to be. So that number's going down. If you can get to 60 plus million the way the Big Ten Network did, the way the SEC Network did, the way ESPNU has, you don't have to be all the way up there with ESPN. ESPN and ESPN2 are in like 86 million TV households each. That's, again, before bars and restaurants. That's a great number. You're really close to being consumed by everyone willing to pay for television in the United States of America. Again, there's the holdouts, but it's not likely for a conference channel to get the same distribution as an ESPN. You know what many sports channels get per month per subscriber? Less than 50 cents a month. Like, I, I enjoy the tennis channel or the golf channel or, you know, CBS Sports Network, NBC Sports Network. They get, on average... Less than 50 cents per month per subscriber. ESPN gets almost $8 per month per subscriber. It is at least six times more expensive slash successful than any other sports channel that is being offered out there. That's power. 
Well, who distributes ESPN? Disney. Who's distributing the SEC network with that successful launch five years ago? Disney slash ESPN. Disney owns ESPN. Well, who's involved or behind the distribution of the ACC network? Disney slash ESPN. That's why when Commissioner John Swafford joins us, he's optimistic about both the original launch numbers, which are not going to be 60 million. It wasn't that way for the Big Ten. It wasn't that way for the SEC even five years ago. You hope to get to 60-plus million. It's not going to be that way on August 22nd when the ACC network is born. But John Swafford's optimism is in large part because Disney is the one doing the negotiating. I mean, it's like one of the biggest companies in the United States of America. They not only own sports properties, remember, they own things like A&E and the History Channel and other things. They're really popular. So if you're Disney and you go to the negotiating table with some satellite company or TV comp- uh, or a cable company or other provider, you're negotiating all these things at once. So it's not like the ACC network is out there. What's the TV show called, Darren? Naked and Afraid, where they just plop you in the middle of somewhere and you're (laughs) left to fend for yourself? No. The ACC network is not naked and afraid here in July of 2019, right? Six weeks before launch, they're not only clothed, they're well-fed. Why? Because they're partners of Disney and ESPN. They're the ones at the negotiating table. But as I said to start today's show, Unless more ACC fans call their providers threatening to switch providers if theirs doesn't carry the ACC network starting on August 22nd, the ACC network will not be as successful as the league needs it to be. Look for my article tomorrow at The Athletic Carolina and also in the pages of the ACC Sports Journal and accsports.com. 1-800-849-2761. The question of the day is, have you ever, as a sports consumer, threatened to change TV providers over access to a sports channel? How did that turn out for you? If you're a rabid SEC fan and you called, you, in a small but important way, had something to do with the uber-successful launch of the SEC Network five years ago this summer. Will there be enough rabid, fanatical, not quite, you know, we don't encourage threatening to burn anybody's house down the way Tony Tony Barnhart referred to it, but rabid and fanatical enough to threaten to change your TV provider? That matters, folks. Not everybody has enough money to make multi-million dollar donations to, you know, the booster club at Duke or State or Carolina or Wake or, or any of the other ACC universities. All of you, if you care about the ACC, have the power to be involved in this process, and that led to the question of the day, 1-800-849-2761. So the U.S. women's national team, of course, declined the White House invitation. That's become commonplace for the last three years after rarely being controversial prior to that. They go from Good Morning America yesterday. They're parading down New York City's Canyon of Heroes. That was nationally televised earlier today. I believe it's come to an end. Darren gave you Megan Rapinoe's comments or some of them. He has some other audio from earlier today as well. They're flying to L.A. to be at the ESPYs tonight. One of the categories at the ESPYs is Best Female Athlete, and Alex Morgan of the U.S. Women's National Team is one of the finalists there. In fact... If you look forward to tonight, and again, it is the only night in the entire 2019 calendar year that does not have live sporting events in any of the biggest sports that we follow, college or pro. It is only July 10th. Imagine that in our country, the other 364 days a year, you have at least something televised in those biggest sports. 
Uh, you'll be interested in this, Darren Vaught. There are seven candidates for the best team. Now, I believe the way the ESPYs does it is not like a calendar year. Yeah. It's more like a college or university's academic year, I believe. Since the ESPYs are in July, I guess it's like a, you know, June through June type, July through June type thing. Yeah. The best teams of the last 12 months, the best male athlete of the last 12 months. There'll be an award for the best female athlete. Alex Morgan's competition, Simone Biles, the gymnast, Michaela Schifrin, the skier, and Brianna Stewart, the women's soccer player. Uh, there's a best college athlete. Zion Williamson of Duke is one of four finalists for that. Kyler Murray of Oklahoma, one of four finalists for that. So there's all these different categories. And again, part of the U.S. women's national team's excitement as they go from New York this morning to L.A. tonight is that one of their own, Alex Morgan, is one of four finalists for the best female athlete. You may be interested to know, Darren, that your Boston Red Sox are one of seven finalists for the best team of the last 12 months. Now, you're an objective dude. You like multiple sports. Yeah. In fact, you have such good relationships with Dabo Sweeney of Clemson and Tony Bennett of UVA that those two national championship coaches, even though they're not even oh, based man, in our statewide the audience, too. they mm. join us regularly here on the David Glenn Show. Uh, so keep, keep doing that, by the way. <laughs> it's good for the show. Hopefully good, good for those programs as well. In fact, Tony says a key element of the Cavaliers' rise to the NCAA title. No, I'm just kidding. So the Clemson <laughs> Tigers are one of seven finalists. The Virginia Cavaliers, in their case, first-time NCAA champions in men's hoops, are one of seven finalists. The UN's women's, U.S. women's national team is one of seven finalists. So are your beloved Boston Red Sox. So are the New England Patriots. I mean... You know, Beantown fans might be divided right. with their vote tonight. The Raptors, of course, of the NBA are also on that list. I don't know how the St. Louis Blues got left out. The Baylor Lady Bears, who won the women's NCAA hoops title. Those are your seven. Red Sox, Patriots, Tigers, Cavs, Raptors, Bears, and then the U.S. women's national team. Do you even have an argument for why? <laughs> and I, I know that if I gave you more time, you'd be fair to the other six candidates. Do you, off the top of your head, like, I find these things harder to differentiate. Like, yeah. it, well, because, but, who had because the better you, year, Zion or Kyler Murray? Sure. I, maybe you could say Kyler because the team went even further and he was the Heisman winner and Zion was the national player of the year as a freshman at Duke, but the Devils didn't accomplish everything or as much as they wanted to. I don't know. How do you – I want to give them both awards. Right? I want to give all seven of those teams. Well, the, that's the funny thing. When you, when you have this best player award or best athlete or however you look at it, chances are in whatever league or division or whatever that they played in this past sports season, they were the player of the year. So they, they are all award winners, and you're just picking from them. Red Sox, Patriots, Tigers, Cavs, Raptors, Bears, U.S. Women's National Team. So one of the biggest awards involves the U.S. Women. The best female athlete involves the U.S. women, and there's some other smaller categories where they could be honored as well. Their day, Good Morning America yesterday, Parade Down the Canyon of Heroes today, SB's Tonight in Los Angeles, actor and comedian Tracy Morgan will be your host. Their day today, earlier, included an honor that, wait for this, the Pope has received American astronauts after lunar and other missions have received 
war veterans have received their own ticker tape down the Canyon of Heroes in New York City, that great honor. Nelson Mandela and other world leaders have had this honor. U.S. presidents, including Dwight Eisenhower and JFK, and a whole lot of other luminaries, and yes, from the sports world, but this is not just a sports thing. I actually looked it up. The Yankees have had nine of these ticker tape parades, which means they don't do it every time, obviously. In fact, the U.S. women are two of the most recent examples of this parade in New York City. It was four years ago when they beat Japan in the final and won the 2015 Women's World Cup. They did have the parade with, of course, some of the same players in 2015 after setting all kinds of TV records and jersey sales records then. They've exceeded some of those numbers four years later. They are once again the Women's World Cup champions. Uh, Summer Olympians were honored with their own parade back in 1984. If you won a medal at that year's Summer Olympics, which, of course, were hosted here in the United States in Los Angeles, you got a ticker tape parade, or you were part of it, in New York City. That was back in 1984. So the Yankees have been honored nine times. The lowly Mets have been honored three times. The Giants somehow only twice. How are the Giants, how have they had fewer parades? I know they have two, the two Super Bowls. It's got to be the two, the two recent Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah. How did the Mets get three? <laughs> do the Mets even have three World Series titles? They don't, do they? No. They're always losing. The Rangers have one. So the Yankees clearly lead the way, but the U.S. women joined religious figures, war veterans, those who have traveled to other planets or on lunar missions for our country, Nelson Mandela, JFK, Dwight Eisenhower. That is their company in that particular category as most of America continues to cheer that story. 1-800-849-2761. Paul is in Holly Springs with a comment or question or perhaps answer to our question of the day. Have you ever threatened to change your TV provider over access to a sports channel? ACC officials desperately hope that you will do so if your provider has not yet agreed to carry the ACC network, with, which launches six weeks from tomorrow. And again, in our state, Charter slash Spectrum is a 16 million customer. That's their nationwide number. They are the largest TV provider in the state of North Carolina. They have not yet agreed to carry the ACC network. So as a consumer, I mean, in my case, it's my job. I would have to change. If I were a customer of the DISH network, or Comcast slash Xfinity, which is huge nationally, but I don't think it's very big here in North Carolina, or Spectrum slash Charter, you know, one's a brand name, one's a company name, I would have to change my provider. Like, I'm not mad, I'm not, like, I'm not going to burn anybody's house down, but, like, I have to have the ACC network. I created accsports.com 25 years ago. It's still fundamental to my job description as a writer and an editor and a radio host. I don't have any, I truly do not have a professional choice I've already told my provider, I, I have to leave. I'm not mad. I'm not leaning on you. I have to leave if I don't see soon that you've agreed to carry it. Now, if you're a DirecTV customer, they've already agreed. That's a huge company, like 19 million national subscribers to that satellite dish company. But the dish has not. Xfinity has not. Spectrum has not. Paul and Holly Springs, you're next on the David Glenn Show. Hey, DG. I've actually called written emails, and this has gone on so long, I think I hand-wrote a letter trying to get Masson, the Mid-Atlantic on my cable, and they've been fighting for so long now about what 
hear the channel would go on if they did carry it that they've had to have lost money. Uh, and and isn't that one, so Paul, Paul, I'll let you keep going, but isn't that one even more complicated than what tier it's going to be carried on? Because it's it stems from baseball's coverage territory, right? And they uh, yeah, view I, North Carolina or parts of North Carolina as Orioles slash Nationals territory. Most people roll their eyes at that. I mean, we have some Orioles and Nationals fans here. Yes, to our north, it is the closest to us geographically, uh, just like the Braves to our south would be the closest geographically. So it's, it's more complicated than tiers. Uh, they're still arguing over whether baseball's rules should or shouldn't apply to prevent people from getting massing in huge chunks of North Carolina. Right, and I'm from Maryland, and that's what I want is yeah. to see the Orioles. Game. I get it. And, uh, I mean, I would pay for the channel like I pay for HBO. Yeah, right. Or or I would stream it, but their website's garbage. So I, it's, it's, uh, but it's been frustrating for uh, well over a decade. And you know what? Your situation may be the most complicated I have ever encountered in 32 years of this stuff. In other words, if you're an SEC fan and that channel launched five years ago, it's not that complicated. Lean on your provider. Hopefully, don't threaten to burn anybody's house down. But they care about the SEC in large numbers passionately all over those states. And if you're a provider with a lot of households in those states, you are, you are risking huge numbers of customers going somewhere else. How do you describe, and in Paul's case, I don't question his passion, right? But he's dealing with legalese, man. There is fine print complications all over the poor North Carolinians who want Masson to be allowed to be carried down here. It's just a, a headache at the cable company level. It's a headache at the Major League Baseball level. It's way more complicated than just telling your provider, I want the Big Ten Network, I want the SEC Network, or starting August 22nd, I want the ACC Network. So the good news for the rest of you is that you have a, you have a more direct route to getting what you want. The Masson people, you might as well just throw up your hands in frustration, and I don't blame you. It's so far out of your control, there's really almost nothing you can do. You could, you could I mean, I know some people who have found end-arounds to that, but... For those who don't know, there's no third option for, like, if you want to see ECU-NC State, the football home opener, it is carried exclusively on the ACC network. And people are confused. They're like, well, wait a minute. What happened to Raycom? And how about ESPN3? And there are a lot of overflow games that even if I couldn't get them on this or that, I could still stream them. No. There are two ways to see ECU-NC State or when basketball season starts. Virginia goes to Syracuse. I'd like to watch that basketball game. How about Notre Dame against Carolina? Those teams shuffled their schedules to put conference basketball games in early November. Like, that's a big deal. And, of course, it's in part to make this a more compelling channel, right? The only ways to view those games, A, buy a ticket and be there in person, B, have your provider carry the ACC network and pay for it. That's it. There's no stream. There's no end around. There's no third option. And a lot of folks are still confused about that. There's a crazy story in Big Ten country where not everybody understood that. And, you know, Notre Dame and other fans that are uh, heavy, heavily populated in, the, say, the Chicago area, uh, at the time, they wanted to see their Wolverines or their Spartans or their Badgers or whomever, Notre Dame as well, in some games. And huge numbers of 
Big Ten fans couldn't get the Big Ten channel in the big city of Chicago. We're, we're six weeks away, but some of those sort of cataclysmic events could be upon us if more people are reticent rather than aggressive in telling what their providers, they, what they want to see. We're back after this on the David Glenn Show. I made a reference to Mike Krzyzewski of Duke and his GOAT status. And I kid you not, I got angry emails. If I really wanted to insult somebody, I would include some kind of sentence about being in the bleeping prairie chewing on grass. This is The David Glenn Show. So, Seth Greenberg live from Las Vegas in about 15 minutes. Dan Lust is a sports attorney who believes Kevin Durant has a $1 billion legitimate lawsuit, personal injury style, malpractice style perhaps, against the Golden State Warriors for the mistreatment of his lower leg injury that went from a calf problem to a torn Achilles. He, of course, Durant is now with the Brooklyn Nets. Dan Lust has put together public comments from KD with his legal expertise and come up with a theory that Kevin Durant is the scariest legal plaintiff of all time. If you watch the ESPYs tonight, Tracy Morgan is the recipient of one of the largest legal settlements I personally have ever seen after his car wreck, Walmart, which owned one of the vehicles involved, had to sign. It was an eight-figure legal settlement check for Tracy Morgan, who fortunately has bounced back after being hospitalized for a long time and there he will be tonight as the host of the ESPYs. We'll also talk with Dan about how tampering rules work in the NBA. David Aldridge at The Athletic earlier today wrote that he believes that the NBA should just shrug their shoulders and give up. Like, if the rules in the collective bargaining agreement are not going to be enforced, why have the rules at all? And for those who don't know, it's marked on the calendar when you're allowed to talk to free agents whose contracts are expiring. In a world where Adrian Wojnarowski is dropping Woj bombs about who's signing where even before, theoretically, Kemba is allowed to talk to the Celtics, something is rotten in the state of Denmark, obviously, right? To steal our phrase from Hamlet yesterday, Dan Lust has a different solution to that ongoing NBA issue. We'll talk to him in hour number two as well. Our classic sports movie challenge will be in hour number three. Katie Peralta will give us an update on the chances of Major League Soccer picking Charlotte. Remember, Raleigh is also in contention for that. It's a back burner issue, but Panthers owner David Tepper has stepped to the forefront and offered Bank of America Stadium, the Panthers' home, as the home for that hypothetical expansion franchise for Major League Soccer. We'll get into all that with those great guests. We'll give away prizes with the Classic Sports Movie Challenge. That'll be here all week, of course, or all month, rather, on the David Glenn Show. Quick programming reminder, we're going to Charlotte next week. We will have Dabo Sweeney of Clemson and all the other head coaches. We will have 28 different athletes at our disposal. Of course, we won't get all of them on the air, but the ACC's annual kickoff event, a reminder that NFL football is not too far away. Training camps start later this month, and college football, of course, really ramps up starting at the beginning of August. Three great guests later, Seth Greenberg in 10 minutes. More on the ACC Network, the MLS in North Carolina, the ESPYs, the NBA, the U.S. Women's National Team. We're glad you're with us on the David Glenn Show.
Adam Jerome Robinson, are you a hugger or a handshake guy? H- how does it work if Adam Silver is waiting for you? I really don't know. I, I hope it's not awkward. <laughs> um, you know, I hope it's not like a hand to hug to hand kind of thing, but I don't know. I might just mess around and just hug him. No hands. I think he's so. a hugger. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. What's the celebrity factor in Las Vegas at the NBA Summer League? What is Seth Greenberg's biggest concern about Zion Williamson as an NBA player? Coach Greenberg, live from Las Vegas, next on the David Glenn Show. Coach Lou Holtz is joining us. What can you tell us about those four seasons in Raleigh? Everybody from North Carolina calling us Boo You and Agriculture You. And I remember walking in the press conference saying, I want everybody in the state to understand agriculture is better than no culture. Stay with us on The David Glenn Show.